Welcome to Ragbag. My name's Frank Burton. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, Uncle Claude's here as well. He's very excited about this. The uh, extravaganza that is the 100th episode of Ragbag. I am very excited. Yeah. Nice to be here, yeah. You can see, you can tell that, can't you? Yeah. Yay! He's excited. Yay! Uh, I'm pretty excited as well, actually. I mean, um, it's a bit of a, a bittersweet moment, Claude. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a bittersweet moment. I agree, yeah, because you're stopping doing all, all this musical stuff and all that, aren't you, Frank? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stopping doing the music, so shame, this is really, the last shame. one. We're going to play some um, phenomenal tunes today, just to phenomenal go out tunes. in style, I think. We've got some great ones lined up for you. And um, I've got a little trick up my sleeve um, here at the moment, music-wise, actually, Claude. Oh, a little trick up your sleeve, have you? Yeah, I just a little, little one. Trick. Uh, oh, what, what sort of trick have you got up your sleeve, then, Frank? Uh, well, I'll, I'll play it for you in a minute. Um, just to set the scene here, listeners, we're actually in Uncle Claw's house. I'm sweet, uh, home. Yet again, we're sat at the dining table. Very civilised, isn't it, actually? Oh, uh, yeah, it's very civilised, yeah. As always. So, today we're going to be going out in style today. What have we got uh, coming up, Claude? Oh, well, we've got a few surprises for you, actually, Frank. Oh, oh have we? Oh, no, really? We've got some surprises. Oh, yes. We've oh, got dear. some surprises in store for you, Mr. Burton. Yes, dear, oh, we are going to be hearing from some past guests oh, on the show. We've God. got a few uh, recorded messages from some voices from the past, shall we say. I've been rounding some people up for you. Oh, my God. You've been rounding some people up for me. Yeah. God. Who've you got, man? Oh, you've... Why Why do I not feel good about this? It's very good. You, have you been through my contacts list? Well, yeah, I had to. What do you mean you had to? We had to hack into my email. Thanks, Claude. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way they do it on This Is Your Life, isn't it? But that's the way they do it on This Is Your Life. The TV show from 30 years ago. They used to hack into people's emails in the 1980s. Well, not as such, no. Can you see where I'm going with this, Claude? I, I don't think that's what they used to do. Well, maybe, maybe they went through their address book. That's the same thing. A physical address book. That's the equivalent, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure if I like this. I don't want you going into my emails again, mate. This is... Oh, 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 oh this is back fine, isn't it? I'd say so. Well, I th- anyway, um, I, I think you're going to like what I've come up with. Well, I, I better like it. Otherwise, heads are going to roll, my friend. I'm decapitate you right now. Oh! I will. I'll chop your, chop your actual head off. Well, that's not very nice. I will. This has turned sour very quickly, this episode, hasn't it? It's all done with the best intentions, No, no Frank. I, I, I'm not going to hear any protest. I actually will chop your head off. Well, don't do it. If, if you... No, we're in the kitchen. Adjacent to, to the it. kitchen, at the very least. I'm going to take a knife from there and actually decapitate no, you. No, 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 no. If you haven't got a valid reason for hacking into my emails. To be honest, that's not the first death threat we're going to have on this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apologies in advance for that. <laughs> this this doesn't bode well, Claude. It really doesn't bode well. I I, I presume <laughs> that tells me uh, I know who is going to be. You're going to have Sycamore Steve uh, leaving me a death threat on a voicemail, aren't you? Sort of, yes. <laughs> not sure he means it or not. Well, listen. <laughs> um, okay. You might. So Claude has been in touch with Sycamore Steve and got him to leave me a death threat. Well, I didn't specifically um, ask for a death threat. I don't know how I feel about that. 
I actually think it's quite funny. But um, there we go. But it's something to look forward to later in the show, though. Uh, you're going to be listening to uh, Sycamore Steve give me yet another death threat. There's, there's been several, but um, he's going to threaten me again. For, well, for old, for old time's sake, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, exactly, for old time's sake. This is what we're doing it for. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I wonder who else we've got lined up. Um, but anyway, um, we'll find out who we've got lined up. Uh, pretty soon and um, but I, I've got a little musical trick up my sleeve here I'm going to play a tune see what you think of this here we go do you like it? what is it? come on you recognise this I do but I'm not sure what it is listen to it Tune. It's, uh, it does sound familiar, Frank, yeah. It's the theme tune to the podcast. Is it? Yeah, yeah. This is the original version of April Shower. So the Ragbag theme tune was done by Prolet R. Prolet R! It's uh, basically a remix of this old song from the, from the olden days. A Teddy Joyce. Teddy Joyce. March Winds and April March Showers. March Winds April Showers. And uh, it's... Um, I can hear that crackle on the record. Yeah, this is a, a 78 vinyl. It's a male vocalist, is it? Yeah, I always thought it was a female vocalist because um, obviously the Prola R version has speeded it up, so the voice has gone up higher. But listen to the vocal on this. Here it comes now, by the way. March winds and April showers make way for sweet May flowers, and then comes June, a moon and you. March winds and April showers Romance will soon be ours An outdoor paradise for two With your lips to mine In a thrill divine I'll be so inspired That I'll get you the moon for a toy balloon March winds and April showers. Oh, it's, oh, it's a man! It's a man! It's a man all along! There's a twist! Yeah, that's the twist at the end of the tale. <laughs> it's taken us a hundred episodes to give you this twist at the end. It's a man singing the song, not a woman. There we go, but you know, what? what is gender anyway, Claude? What is it? Oh, it's a social contract! Very good, very good. So, and um, it's interesting, I, I didn't actually know the words to the song either. I just kind of liked it. I liked, uh, I picked this as the theme tune because I liked it. But I didn't actually know the words. Well, I know the words. It's uh, March winds and April showers make way for happy hours. Um, and then something else. Yeah, then something else, exactly. Um, the, the words are, and then comes June, the moon, and you. Really? I always thought it was... Um, and then comes June on the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. On the menu. I've always wondered why, what, what they were going on about. The June on the menu. Like the eating the month of June in a restaurant. It's, you know, it's, it could work as some kind of metaphor. You know what I mean? But it's a bit of an awkward one, that. Awkward but it metaphor. turns out, then comes June, the moon, and you. So that's the lyric. Are you sure? It does sound like June on the menu to me. It actually does. Yeah, it does. It does doesn't it? There you go. Well, we're just going to have to go with what it says on the internet because, you know, 
as we know, if you Google something, the answer is always correct. So that's the way it goes. Bit of sarcasm, my listeners. Lovely. I have a history of sarcasm. Oh, good one. I see how many of my own book titles that I can drop in to to this episode. A history of sarcasm. Actually, well, there's an obvious one staring me in the face. I wrote a book called 100. And we, I've already mentioned that because uh, it's episode 100. So, ha <laughs> there oh, we indeed. have it. Yeah. And uh, I'll see if I can mention the other ones uh, in conversation as we go along. So, um, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, that's very nice. So, what should we do now? Should we have should we have one of our um, mystery guests on then, Claude, from your hack job that you have done on on my personal details? Thank you once again for that. Remember the death threat. Okay, this had better be good. Tell me who you've got on first. Well, let's first of all go to the one and only Grim from Grimalkin Records. Oh, yeah, good one. Good one. Oh. <laughs> I can't be angry with you anymore, Claude. <laughs> Excellent. What a good selection. What a good choice. Grim from Grimalkin Records. And, a.k.a. Spartan Jetplex as well, one of my favourite musical artists. Let's hear... Well, let, go for it. Let's let's hear from Grimm. Hi, I'm Nancy Grimm-Kells. I go by Grimm. I use they, them pronouns. And I make music as Spartan Jetplex. And I'm also the facilitator and founder of Grimalkin Records. And I was on Ragbag three years ago in 2018. Um, a lot has changed since then. Um, Spartan Jetplex has released... Uh, a bunch of new albums and EPs, probably over 11 new things since I was on the show last. And another big accomplishment was that even though I've been making music for over 25 years, I only started playing live in 2019. And of course, that was put to a halt when the pandemic rolled around. But that was exciting. And it's something I'm hoping to get back into again. But if you're into like experimental folk music, dark folk, goth folk experimental stuff in general then spartan jetplex might be your thing and you can check my stuff out on Bandcamp at spartan jetplex and um grimalkin records has really grown tremendously in 2018 we had three releases and now we have over 50 on our Bandcamp. i got laid off in march 2020 um due to the pandemic and um we had already been growing um pretty steadily prior to that but after I was laid off, I poured all my time and energy into Grimalkin, and it has grown even more. Um, we now have 17 collective members. We have more artists than that. Uh, you don't have to be a collective member to release with us. Um, we are an inclusive label, uh, but we do prioritize LGBTQ, especially BIPOC. Um, we're also a benefit label, so our tape proceeds go to different grassroots and mutual aid collectives that are local to the artists that they choose. We also are expanding a network of different mutual aid collectives around the world so that we can also refer our artists um, for services when they need things like mental health services, healthcare services, food, clothing, etc. We are also striving to build our international BIPOC perspective, and especially for queer and trans folks. And we currently have uh, collective members and artists from the UK, Brazil, Philippines, France, Canada, New Zealand, and of course, uh, all over the United States. 
And in 2020, we became an LLC and wrote a business plan, and we are now transitioning to 501c3 since we do financially run like a nonprofit. We also do a lot of things collectively, like reviewing album submissions is an example of a way in which we uh, work together to decide how we're going to move forward as a label. And whenever there's major decisions, it's run by everyone in the collective. But we did have to make several changes when I was laid off because at that point, I no longer could invest uh, my own money any, any longer. And the changes we've made are working and we are sustaining at our current level of output. Uh, except for labor and staff. Um, So with the 501c3 status, we'll be eligible for uh, more funding and grants that will hopefully enable us to be able to pay myself, for example, and also uh, pay additional collective members to work for Grimalkin um, so that we can achieve a lot of our future goals. I am excited to say that we did apply for our first grant, and we're proud that we are a 2021 grantee of the Trans Justice Funding Project, which is really amazing. Um, and there's so many things we want to do in the future. We are in the process of creating an educational and a production division, and we're just excited for what the future holds. And uh, I hope you'll check us out at GrimalkinRecords.com. And much love to Frank and Ragbag for having me on, and uh, we wish you the best in everything. Excellent. Excellent. I think we ought to stick a Spartan Jetplex song in here now just to complete this little um, moment. Let's see. I'm going to stick this in later, but uh, in the edit. Uh, I do edit this show, by the way. I didn't say you didn't. (laughs) I will stick it in. Stick it in later on. I think the tune that I will go for on this occasion will be Bad Luck Charm. So let's play that.
Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you, Claude. Um, no thank you, Grim, for getting in touch. One of the highlights of the last three years, I would say, is the Grimalkin Records documentary that we made in, um, I think, in the first year. But um, 2018? It's, uh, it's very good to um, reconnect. So that's uh, that's uh, very nice, very nice, very nice. Um, but, you know, you, you, can, you can still let me down, obviously, with the Sycamore Steve thing that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I'm still not quite happy with that. So let's have let's have another tune let's check this one out tell me if you recognize this claudie It's actually the first track I ever played on Ragbag. Ragbag Episode 1 by Royal Highness Screwball is the name of the track. It's a great one. I really do like this. And um, yeah, I've played some great songs on the first episode because some of like, my favourite music got played just on the first one because I wanted to just get it in there, you know. And uh, this was the obvious choice, I think. It's the first track. It's just... Uh, just a banger in it. It's a banger in it, mate. Yeah, it's a banger in it. Yeah, it's a banger in it. Yeah, it's a banger in it.
it's a banger, isn't it? thinking, Frank, uh, oh, one of yeah. the things that uh, would be nice for us to do, uh, seeing as it's the 100th episode and seeing as it's yeah. the final episode of this particular version of this podcast, yeah. before it turns into something else, uh, I think uh, we can't let this moment pass without doing one of our, our classic roasting sessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about the roasting ones. They were good, actually, the roast of everything and all that, um, and roasting the, the park bench. That that was good stuff actually. I I like the concept and uh yeah, maybe we could have done more with it. But we didn't. We just moved on. So Yeah, but we we can roast something now. Well what do you want to roast? I mean, you know, the the world's your oyster. Yeah, the world is my oyster, yeah. I mean I was, I was thinking about more maybe different co- types of cuisine or uh, <laughs> that could go badly wrong. Badly wrong. Why? Well, different set I'll I'll end up just doing kind of some Horrible racial stereotyping. I don't want to go down that road. All right, well, how about um, types of uh, cutlery? You're just looking around the kitchen, aren't you? Just thinking variety of types of cutlery. I, like to, I can only think of three types of cutlery, a knife, a fork and a spoon. Well, <laughs> what else is there? A teaspoon? Well, I don't want to roast the teaspoon, no. I don't want to do it. Oh, how about a rainbow? Rainbow? <laughs> It's, uh, at least you're thinking outside the box now. Yeah, no, actually, rainbow sounds good. We'll roast an entire rainbow, and then maybe we can roast um, some other colours. <laughs> roast all the colours of, of the of the spectrum and beyond. Let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, let me see. What colours are in the rainbow again? Oh God! It, it, yeah, this is ba- badly thought out and badly prepared, Claude. Just, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can do better than this. Okay, I've got I've got all the colours in my head now. Okay, uh, let's go. Uh, so how are we going to what what form is this taking? Am I you you just tell me a colour and I insult the colour? Yeah, let's say the colours walked into the room. You can tell them to get the hell out of here, like you do, and uh, little insult and we'll go on to the next colour. Yeah, colours walked into the room. Yeah, colours walked Very into good. the room. <laughs> yeah, colours walked into the room. Excellent. Let's start with red. What would you do if red walked in here? Uh, <laughs> if Red walked in here, I'd 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 be quite surprised if Red walked in here. The colour red, if the colour red walked in here. Yeah, what would you do? Oh, I'd I'd uh, I'd tell him what for is what I would do. Well, what would you say to him? I'd say you make me see Red. You're such an atrocious colour. Get out. Orange, all orange. You a taxi mate? You're leaving. Yellow. Oh, yellow, are we? I hope you can pluck up the courage to get the hell out of here. Green! I'll give you a handful of green if you leave me alone. Money. That wasn't a drugs reference. This is a family-friendly roasting session. Blue! Feeling a little blue just looking at you. Get out, mate. Indigo and violet! I'm not colour prejudiced, but I literally can't tell the two of you apart. Now kindly indigo or I'll be forced to turn violent. Why, that that would done the entire rainbow. Let me think of some other colours for you to uh, tell what for in your words. Uh, brown! I will turn that brown upside down. In other words, I'm throwing you out in your ear, my good friend. White! I'll throw you white out of me. <laughs> Black! Back, more like. Uh, a fuchsia? If you want a fuchsia, you better get the hell out of here. Pink! I'll be tickled pink once you leave. Cream! I'd like to say you're the cream of the crop, but frankly, you're the worst colour I've ever seen in my life. Out you go. Beige! I'm beijing you to leave me alone. Grey! 
There really are no grey areas in the following statement. Leave or I'll kill you. Bit harsh, I know. Jade? Jade. Get the hell out, Jade. You're just a fancy version of green, pal. You're not even a real colour. Just a fancy, made-up version of green. Get out. You disgust me. Burgundy? Your fancy version of purple. Get out. Turquoise? Turquoise. Turquoise. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. Tur- what did I say to turquoise? I was... Uh, did you need a little time, Frank? I can pause the recording for you. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Turquoise. Let's see. Turquoise. Let's... Uh, Let's have a look. Um, oh, uh, I know what I'd say. Um, I'd say, turquoise, listen to my voice. I'm turfing you out and you got no choice. Yeah, turquoise, I'm turfing you out. Separate your base, mix these green man shout. Yeah, turquoise, my message to you. You're hardly green and you're barely blue. Yeah, turquoise, watch my mouth. The bomb between us have gone far south. Yeah, turquoise, watch your back. Watch your face while I give you a slap. Yeah, turquoise, listen to my voice. Turquoise, listen to my voice. Turquoise, listen to my voice. When you're gone, we can all rejoice. <laughs> Shall we hear from somebody else now, Claude? Who else have you got on your little list there? Well, um, I think you're going to like this one. Well, okay. Well, I'll be the judge of that. I have playing your message from the one and only... Don't big it up too much. Benedict Cumberbatch! Oh, God. What you got to include him for? He's a friend of the show. Well, you might as well just play it, Claude. Just play it now. God's sake. Greetings, my good friend Frank Burton, not to mention my good friend Uncle Claude. I hope to meet you in person one of these days, Mr. Claude. I describe you as my good friend because as an avid listener to the Ragbag podcast, I feel like I know you. Congratulations are in order, of course. 100 episodes. Bravo! And what wonderful episodes they all were especially episode 52, the Benedict Cumberbatch takeover. I I don't know why, but I think that with episode 52, I I think the podcast really hit its stride, came into its own and uh, jumped the... uh, What's what's the expression? Jumped the shark? I, I don't know what that means. I'm sure it's a compliment. I raise my glass to you both. I'm not actually holding a wine glass right now. It's 4.30am as I record this message. I'm in Los Angeles, California, on a film set, and I have just witnessed the most bizarre, inexplicable and, frankly, sociopathic display of unprofessionalism I have ever had misfortune to... Actually, I probably shouldn't mention. I I won't be disclosing the name of the actor in question anyway. Let's just say she's a very famous woman whose name rhymes with Helen Mirren. My mistake. That is her actual name. I raise my figurative glass to you, my good friends. Thank you very much to Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Benedict, Benedict is what he is, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, libeling somebody... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that when you see him on the, when you see him on the I've seen him on a couple of chat shows um, I check them out on YouTube just to see what he's like on there chat show and um, yeah he's, he's not like his usual self when he's on these shows I think where, when he's talking to me and you know particularly in that message you just kind of libel somebody just for the hell of it it's um, you know he, he comes out of his shell a little bit more and I think that's, that's oh, quite well, that's good nice. he probably revealed 
quite a lot of himself when he was on the show last time, actually. Luckily, nobody listens to the podcast, isn't it? Because um, otherwise, Benedict might be in some kind of trouble with his PR people. As it stands, let's just make it our little secret. I've got a few other secrets about Benedict coming up next year. He's going to be, just uh, just to announce this formally, uh, listeners, um, Benedict will be, not going to be appearing in person, but I'm going to be telling some stories about my experiences of knowing this man. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, is, is an actor, by the way. You might have heard of him. I don't know if you he's have. Actually, one. rather famous, Frank. Um, he's going to be in the 2022 in the series uh, Ragbag Presents, and uh, yeah, so uh, the series is going to be called the first series is going to be called Ragbag Presents Brollywood. Brollywood. Uh, it's going to be a whole book at the end. It's going to be published as a book. My, my experiences of uh, hanging around with Benedict Cumberbatch. There's going to be other things in there as well. Uh, but Benedict is one of the characters in the book, is what I'm trying to say. One of the people in this uh, third volume of my memoir. So watch out for it. You're in it as well, actually, Claude. Oh, am I? Uh, I mean, you're not allowed to read any of the books, as you know. But, um, you know, j- just to let you know, you're in the book. Oh, OK. Well, uh, that's the way it goes. I mean, uh, what can I say? I, I can't, I can't have you involved. Fine, in, fine, um, fine, there's fine, too many family fine. secrets in my, uh, you know, I do a bit of oversharing really in these books. You're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. And um, you know, it was, oh, oh, yeah. and that's the first book about the family secrets. What about the second book? Well, uh, the second book's more about kind of me getting into trouble with the law and stuff like that. But well, I know all about it. You went to prison for six months, mate. Oh, I'm still not quite happy with that, to be honest with you. Well, <laughs> now it's my life anyway. It's my life. You can't tell me what, just because you're of an older generation, doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a 42-year-old man now. I'm very old. Not as old as you, but I'm old, okay? <laughs> can make my own choices. I will not be going back to prison again, unless I, I get into trouble for some of the potentially libelous things I'm going to be saying. Um, I mean, I'm knocking Benedict for libeling somebody just now, but I'm going to be doing some top-quality libeling next year. Top-quality libeling? Watch out for it. It's going to be some proper libel. Serious libel cases are going to be happening as a result of this podcast. Well, I hope they are anyway. It'd be a good publicity. It'd be good publicity for the show if I get sued by somebody high profile. Maybe, maybe Benedict himself took me to court. That that'd be uh, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun day in court with uh, old Cumberbatch sitting in the box or whatever it is that they call. I don't know. Sitting in the box. How do you imagine courtrooms operate, Frank? I know you've been in at least one. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit of a hazy memory, to be honest with you. I'd rather not think, uh, I'd rather not talk about my life of crime. I've, I've written about it in the second book, so, you know, that's just the way it goes, isn't it? It's just the way it goes, I suppose. That's one, one way of looking at uh, six months' imprisonment. That's just the way it goes. That is one way of looking at it, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, you know... Otherwise, uh, you know, what do you want me to say? I'm racked with guilt and I wish I was, you know, I wish somebody would come along and chop my hands off because I was such a naughty boy. Is that what you want to hear? No, 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 no. I, I prefer the, uh, the the more relaxed approach that you take, actually, rather good, than uh, good. being consumed with guilt. I don't think being consumed with guilt is a good idea, particularly. Right, OK, well, you heard it here first. Being consumed with guilt is not a good idea says Uncle Claude. So uh, there we have it. Well, let's play another tune. This is um, 
Uh, I, I wanted to slip this one in because it's kind of like, um, you know, if, if anybody asks me why I'm moving on, why I'm kind of going to do something different uh, to the Ragbag podcast, I'm just going to play them this song. It's, uh, it's about being a travelling man. A travelling man. I'm a travelling man. I've got to travel around. I don't even have a home. I travel around in a van. I'm a travelling man. And um, I, I like that. And I also like, from an artistic point of view, it's good to travel around and not be stuck in one place. So therefore, doing 100 episodes of a podcast, that is enough, I think. I don't think you need to do more than 100 episodes. 100 episodes is a, is a lot, isn't it? Yes. And uh, I will still be recording the podcast. So it would just be a different show, that's all. So let's. Uh, it's a good song, actually. I'm going to play it for you. It's um, part of a compilation that I discovered recently. So the compilation is on NYP Records. And it's uh, the track is... <laughs> I struggle with it. This is why I don't... This is why I never say what it is that I'm playing. I just play it. It slows things down having to say the name of the thing, doesn't it? Well, that's a good question, actually, Frank. Well, why do you do that? Why don't you say the name of the thing and then play? I just told you why. I said it's because it slows things down. Do you not listen to me? Well, I was listening to you. Yes. Well, I'm sorry for sorry for snapping up. Just it makes me stress just having to read these things out. It's just it's difficult, Claude. Um, you know, in in a way, I'm glad that I'm not doing music, <laughs> doing music podcasts anymore. It's very stressful having to read the names of things out like this and I always mispronounce things as well because I don't know a lot of the music that I play is from all over the globe and I can't be expected to pronounce everyone's name properly it's just the way it is look the name of the track is no the name of the track I've already told you the name of the track the name of the track Travelling Man that's what I am a travelling man the artist is uh, Pannonia All Stars Scar Orchestra featuring Senna I've probably said that completely wrong could be Cena I mean anyway and this is the Dr. Dermot remix. <laughs> Dr. Dermot's remix, do you? Yeah, Dr. Dermot. Okay, Dermot, so yeah. I'm, now that I've told you all of that, it's taken about five minutes just to tell you what the name of the song is. That's why I don't do it, Claude. Asking me the question as though like, you're catching me out or something, like I haven't got a proper answer to it. I have got a proper answer. It's, it's because it's very stressful. <laughs> I find it very stressful. And music isn't about... Music's about relieving stress, isn't it? You're not supposed to. I, I just, you know, let's play the song, Claude. Let's just play the song.
you see is love and positivity. And every man in every land got wisdom in his head and hand. And if we're living, then we should be giving. Travel the earth to share what we believe in. Everybody winning, if we could have listen. One life that me attack from the beginning. So I'm traveling away, traveling away. Gone from Ghana to Japan any day. Traveling away, traveling away. Share my culture and hear what you say. Well, um, that that was a good tune, wasn't it? I, apologies for my outburst just before that, just before I played the tune, Claude. I might edit it out, but you know, maybe I'll just leave it in because it's just, you know, it's nice to uh, have a little bit of authenticity, isn't it? A bit of authenticity to the show. Oh, well, it's interesting you mention authenticity, Frank, because I'm not entirely sure if uh, what you do is entirely authentic. What do you mean? Well, um, it's just the way that, the way that we are when you're. When you're recording and the way that you are when you're not recording is rather different. Oh, if you, you think I'm kind of putting it on, you're kind of adopting this kind of persona when I'm on the microphone. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing, Claude. Oh, OK. I'm, I'm glad right. that you realise this now. I'm, I'm glad that you know that I'm not always like this. Yeah. Well, I have noticed that you're not always like this. No, yeah, yeah, well, I'm glad that you've noticed that. I've Just generally in life. Would I usually off? Would I usually threaten to chop your head off, Claude? I wouldn't do it. What a Jesus! It's a persona. Have you not actually figured that out yet? I'm not like this all of the time, Claude. Am I? You said you. The thing is, you think you're catching me out by asking me these questions. Like, is it a persona that you do? Yes, it is a persona. You know that it is because you've listened to the podcast and you've met me in real life. And you know that the persona is different to the real person. It's perfectly obvious, Claude. You're absolutely, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna decapitate you, pal, because you are winding me right up. Is this you talking, Frank, or is this the persona? It's the persona talking, you 
absolute tool. There's no need for that, boy. Of young course, man. it's a persona talking. I wouldn't talk to you like this normally, would I? God. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it's going to be. Um, it's funny you mentioned the, the authenticity. <laughs> too far, Frank. Too the, far. The listeners love it when I shout at you, Claude. They absolutely love it. I don't know what you're getting upset for now. This, they absolutely love it when I shout at you. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Well, I, I don't know why either. You just got to go with. You just got to go with it, haven't you? You know what I mean? It's uh, I don't know, but I mean, talking of authenticity and, and like the the relationship that you and I have together, um, I think that uh, we're going to get quite a lot of that because we're we're making a, a whole documentary series, aren't we? Oh yes, we are. That's why you are. You're just recording me and my day to day life and editing it all together in your little, little documentary style that you've adopted. Yeah, but that this is going to be about our lives, isn't it? This this documentary that we're making. It's going to be called Frank and Claude are following you. There's a reason why it's called that. I can't remember what the reason is now, but um, it's uh, it's just it's just like a fly on the wall documentary, isn't it? It's about capturing us in our normal kind of day to day life, isn't it? So watch out for that. Uh, you know, I won't be adopting the persona during that time. I'll be being my authentic self. Uh, but you know, I have th- there have been times on this uh, show when I've uh, done some stupid stuff and said some stupid things and that that's just the persona talking you know but you know if you were allowed to read the books claude uh you're not but if you're allowed to you know then you would see that the version of me that's in the books is quite that that is my authentic self that that is the uh you know i'm writing the series of memoirs as you know and that that's my authentic self that goes into the books and i do some kind of crazy stuff on the podcast which uh Unfortunately, I'm going to have to stop doing now because the podcast is changing to being this kind of accompaniment to the memoir series. So, you know, that's just the way it goes, man. I keep on saying that expression, that's just the way it goes. I've said it about a hundred times in the last half an hour. I don't know why. It's like, uh, you know, I might as well just jump off a cliff. That's just the way it goes. I don't know why. I don't know why I keep saying it's just the way it goes. It's just one of those little things that you say, isn't it, really? It's one of those little conversational ticks. I have my own conversational ticks as well. Uh, what are your conversational ticks? Well, oh, I like to say, um... <laughs> you like... <laughs> <laughs> I make that sort of noise when I'm trying to think of something. A little tongue-tied. I do it quite a lot, have you noticed? Well, you've done it about three times in like I've never heard you go blah, 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 blah before. What's, do you think, you seem to think that you say something you don't say. What, why are you saying that you go blah, 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 I've never heard you say that before. I'm always saying it, Frank. When I go, if I can't think of something to say, I go blah, 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 blah. It's, it's my way of trying to catch my thoughts and catch my breath, you know. <laughs> Listeners, if you've ever heard Uncle Claude go blah, 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 on the podcast before I, I don't believe that he has done that and frankly I don't think he's ever done it in real life either so I don't honestly don't know what he's on about but um what what are we talking about Claude are we are we going to do another one of these yeah let's do another one of these guests uh spots that you've hacked into my emails for that's what this episode's all about I'm doing a little reckless rap back back Doing a little retrospective, isn't it? 
yeah, retrospective. Well, I have a... <laughs> it's going to build it up like this again. It's going to be some some complete idiot like Benedict Cumberbatch. You know what I mean? You just uh, don't do the big build-up, please. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Just, just tell me, tell me who the next person is. Bert Finkelstein. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting Bert Finkelstein. Here we go. Let's hear from Bert Finkelstein. Hi, Frank. Hi, Claude. Hello, Ragbag listeners. My name is Bert Finkelstein. Am I a real person? I can't be sure. Are you a real person? You be the judge. I'm getting in touch to congratulate you as a fellow podcaster and a fellow human being on the 100th episode of your show. I live in a country called the United States of America. Perhaps you have heard of this country, or perhaps you have heard of my podcast, Hodgepodge, or perhaps neither of these things exist, and I'm merely a voice in your head, a whisper in the wind, a, you know, insert your own metaphor here, Frank. I understand you're a writer. I have not read any of your writing, and to be honest, I have never listened to your podcast. I'm afraid to do so because of our haunting similarities. I have seen a photograph of you, and it's like looking in a mirror. Photograph? Mirror? What are these things? Forgive my persistent line of questioning here, Frank. I am currently in the middle of an existential crisis, which began around 30 years ago and will presumably end at some time in, what do we call it? The future? Oh, that's good. Bert Finkelstein there. Excellent stuff. Well, listen back to the episode that Bert Finkelstein was on. Actually, I've got a feeling it was, um, this is a a good bit of verisimilitude. (laughs) This uh, that's the uh, completely incorrect use of the word, but um, I really like the word verisimilitude, and I like to sound like I. Oh no, it's not episode fifty. That was Asher. Asher, what a brilliant one that was! I love that. Um, episode fifty was Asher, so that's uh, at the halfway point. When was uh, when did Bert Finkelstein? Do? Oh yeah, episode forty-eight. I knew it was sometime around there. Episode forty-eight, Bert Finkelstein, the hodgepodge. Um, episode that was a good one I liked it and uh, just for you Bert um, I've got a tune that I think you're gonna like I've played it before and uh, I've just got a feeling that you're gonna like it so I'm gonna play it for you again here it is
Now then, Claude, um, I have got a little thing that I prepared here. I, I haven't, I haven't put quite as much work into this as I wanted to, but um, I, I, I feel like we ought to do this on episode one hundred because I think uh, my favourite episodes of the podcast over the last three years have been the ideas-based episodes, uh, of which you were a part of a couple of actually. Oh, the ideas-based episodes, yeah, they always confuse me slightly, Frank. I've got to work. Yeah, well, you know, you're easily confused, that's why. But um, I actually really like them, and I, I'm going to fire some ideas at you. For the final time, this is the last time I'm going to be doing this, because we're all moving on and doing other things. And uh, But I have to say, I just want to say, for the record, I have really enjoyed doing these ideas-based um, things, you know. I just, uh, they are very confusing for me, Frank. I, was like, oh, I can never tell if you're being serious or whether you're uh, being sincere. I've been into this already, Claude. It's the persona, okay? I've got a persona when I'm doing this thing. Sometimes the, when I'm in this sort of... I'm not going to say character because I'm being myself, but I'm, it's like a heightened version of Frank Burton. And, you know, sometimes I say stupid stuff. And that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? So you're just going to have to live with it frankly if you want me to chop your head off you're gonna to have to live with it so anyway i'm just gonna fire some ideas out you see what you think um vegan frog legs Good you one. never see vegan frogs legs around do you, no, you never don't. see them no, no. very odd that i think we should uh, develop some vegan frogs legs and make our millions like it yeah um literally silent discos make some literally silent discos so like a silent disco but just <laughs> literally silent lovely bit of peace of quiet <laughs> do you like that idea I actually think it's quite good, that one. I do, yeah. Um, next one. Replesterance. It's a dieter's restaurant that only serves meal replacements. Very good, very inclusive. You know, if all you're having for your lunch is a slim, fast shake and a glass of water, at least you can do it at a nice candlelit table with a nice touch of background jazz. Lovely, sounds nice. Dripsterance. That's a similar one, I suppose. Restaurants for people who are drip-fed. No food, no drink, nil by mouth. Just sit back and enjoy the ambience. How'd you like that one? Yeah, it's very good, Frank. Yeah, okay. Don't worry about whether I'm being serious or whether I'm being. You know, just enjoy the ideas. You like it as an idea, as a concept. Yeah, I, I do. If you were being drip-fed, would you like to go to a dripsterant? Well, I would love to go to a dripsterant. Well, there you go then. Even if I wasn't being drip-fed, I'd just like to go and see it. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, there you go then. There you go. It's a good idea. That's all I'm doing here, okay? Next one. Uh, the Dawn Chorus. This is a choir made up entirely of people called Dawn. We could have regular people called Dawn and we could have a few 
famous people called Dawn that will be part of the choir mixed in. Uh, you know, um, Dawn French, uh, Dawn Pen, uh, PM Dawn. Mix it up, you know, have different Dawns in there. And um, what the Dawn Chorus would be known for would that they would basically, rather than singing, they would communally hum the soundtrack to Dawn of the Dead. That's the Dawn Chorus. How'd you like that? Uh, recycled weapons. Here's a good one. You know, with you have these knives amnesties and weapons amnesties. Oh yeah, weapons amnesties. Yeah. It's always occurred to me, like, what do they do with the um, weapons once they seize them? Do they kind of melt them down and recycle them into stuff? I think they're missing an opportunity there. They could make, they could make them into something really inoffensive, like make them into children's toys, and uh, you know, like you see a a sign on a plastic bottle saying this plastic bottle was made with another plastic bottle stuff like that you know it'd be good to see like children's toys that have got little captions on them like this matchbox car was made from a machete that's uh, that'd be very heartwarming wouldn't it i'm not sure what message that was sent out as a matter of fact frank i think it was sent out a very good message if you got a matchbox car that was made from a machete that's one less machete in the world isn't it oh yeah i suppose so yeah i suppose so Recycle weapons, yeah, very good. Uh, next idea, this is another kind of public service one. It's it's kind of an environmental scheme I've got running. Environmental scheme to save on electricity, in effect. Um, just get rid of traffic lights. We don't need them. Get rid of traffic lights. Yeah, get rid of traffic lights. You don't need them. You know, just don't have them. If you don't have traffic lights, then you just got to figure it out for yourself, haven't you? You get to a junction. And you can see a, a car's oh, coming oh, the other way, so just let them go. Break. And it's just like waving one. The thing is, like, when traffic lights are broken, the traffic lights aren't working. So what you're going to do, you just figure it out, don't you? You just go, all right, you go, you go, you wave them on, wave them on, and then somebody else waves you on. And then let's just do that. We save a whole bunch of energy. All the, Think about all the electricity that goes into traffic lights. How many traffic lights are there in the world? Millions. Just save a whole bunch of... Just get rid of traffic lights. That's the end of it. Would it be better to get rid of cars? <laughs> uh, you've gone one better than me. Yeah, get rid of cars. That that would be better. More radical, but uh, ultimately better for the planet. Yes, get rid of cars. Um, okay, I'll uh, sign a petition to get rid of cars. I think so. Um, next one, I'm not sure. Not sure where I was going with it. Fancy dress parties for animals. That's all I wrote. On the little note there, fancy dress part. I don't know what the what I was thinking of, like the what the animals dressing up as people at a party. They'd have to have human chaperones with them as well. It get very confusing. If maybe you wouldn't be able to tell the humans and the animals apart, unless the humans were dressed as animals. But then that's just a human. That then that's just the same as a normal fancy dress party, isn't it? The humans dressing up as as like stupid stuff. Next one, um, Sieg helium as a range of helium balloons for Nazis. I take exception to that, Frank. I don't think you should be pandering to the Nazis right now. Well, I'm not pandering to them. It's just that far right is an expanding market and I want to make some money out of these guys. You might as well exploit them for all they're worth. I think you should sell them as much merchandise as possible. Make as much money out of the Nazis as you can. Because at the end of the day, it's it's just just a good way of screwing the Nazis over, I think. Because we're selling the helium balloons, Sieg Helium or whatever. It's just like, you know, they're spending their money 
on yeah yeah but it's very dangerous this you put these uh, sort of far right slogans on these balloons and sort of sail them into the air what if a child was passing and looks oh look it's a helium balloon oh look there's a, there's a far right slogan on the helium balloon i am going to become a nazi that's the way it works well uh is that the way it works though yes that's the way it works propaganda they call it oh uh, propaganda it's a helium balloon, mate. Well, that's how it starts. Maybe that's how Nazi Germany started, with helium balloons. Well, I'd have to check up on the history books for that one. Um, I'll tell you who else we can exploit. Uh, hipsters. hipsters. They're a little bit less sinister, aren't they, the hipsters? We can. Um, I had this uh, idea of uh, selling uh, luxury weeds, uh, a range of luxury weeds. Now, I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking about actual weeds that come from the ground. And um, just put them in a plant pot and sell them to hipsters for loads of money because they will think that they are being really cool and trendy and if you, you put like a cool sort of label on the plant pot essentially it's just a, a bunch of dandelions in a plant pot but the guy's going to pay about 55 pounds for that because it's like a premium product for hipsters <laughs> it's just i might even call it uh, luxury weeds for hipsters that that might be the name of the product I'm just aim it squarely at hipsters. Do hipsters call themselves hipsters? I've never met anyone. I've met hipsters before. They're an odd bunch, but I've, I've never met anyone who's self-identified as a hipster. I consider myself to be a hipster. Do you really? No, not really. I, 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 like, I like the name, though, hipster. I don't know what, what, what is a hipster, anyway. I don't know. I, I think it's just like someone who thinks that they're a little bit hip. I'm a little bit hip. Are you? Well, it's news. To, it's news to me. What? In what way are you hip? Yeah, I'm into some avant-garde stuff, you know, Fred. Avant-garde stuff, like what? I I like um I like sculpture. You're not a hipster, mate. It doesn't do you like a bit of sculpture? It doesn't make you a hipster. I don't see you walking around in, you know, you'd have to wear sandals and stuff like that. You don't wear. I've never seen you wear sandals. Is that what hipsters wear? They wear sandals. Yeah, stuff like that. Wearing sandals. Wear sandals. Basically, you kind of uh, go for a bit of a Jesus look. Grow your beard long. Grow your hair long. Grow your beard long. Start wearing hemp. A lot of hemp. You've got to wear a lot of hemp. And um, spend money on stupid stuff. Just re really silly things. Um, like uh, Buy yourself a Frisbee. But like a, like a hipster's Frisbee that, that costs like gold-plated. And it, it costs like... Ten thousand pounds for this frisbee, and you and your mates can go and go to the park in your hemp and your sandals and toss this ten grand frisbee around and uh, look really cool and kind of play some what you consider to be avant-garde music uh, on your uh, <laughs> just through your phone through your phone speaker while you're tossing this frisbee around, but the music that you're actually listening to is Coldplay. Um, so that's what a hipster is. That's what a hipster is. Is that you? Do you listen to Coldplay in the park while tossing a £10,000 frisbee between you and your other hemp-wearing, sandal-wearing friends? No, no, I don't. I've, no, just, no. Invented, <laughs> I've just invented an entire stereotype here. I, I, um, I'm only joking. I do not know what... Uh, again, like you, I do not know what a hipster is. I, I, I'm a bit baffled by the term. So I, I just, that's what I'd imagine a hipster is. But again, like I say, I'd, I've never met anyone who does these things. So I'm not sure if 
it's a class of person that really exists in the real world. I'm not sure if it is or whether it's not, you know. Time travel for billionaires. How do you like that? Instead of, you know, all these billionaires going off in their rockets into space and stuff like that, I'm going to challenge them. I'm going to lay down the gauntlet to them right now and say, you know, the way to embarrass them, I think, you know, it's difficult to embarrass a billionaire because they've got everything in the world. So whatever you say to them, it's only going to make you look bad in their eyes. But I think the real way to embarrass them is to say that, you know, I've, I've seen your rockets. I've seen you going off into space. Well done. Neil Armstrong beat you to it by a good few decades. What I'd really like to see you do is time travel. If you can't travel in time, you're nothing to me. So lay down the gauntlet and see where we get with that. Because, um, I think the only reason we haven't invented time travel yet is that the billionaires haven't seen it as an investment opportunity. But if you try and if you say to them like, you know, I'm not impressed by your rockets, I think you should go for time travel. I think they would they would genuinely invest loads of money if they were shamed into it somehow. They put loads and loads of money into creating this time machine. And that's how that's how we're gonna do it. That's how we're gonna travel in time. We just put all this pressure on the billionaires, damage their egos so that they comply. And um, they're going to put the investment in. They're not going to invent the time machines themselves, obviously, but they're going to employ some you know, top scientists to invent a time machine. And then, bish, bash, bosh, you got yourself a time machine. And, bish, uh, bash, bosh, All indeed. thanks to my idea. The only reason we can't travel in time right now is that there isn't investment. No one is taking time travel seriously. No one is putting millions of pounds into researching can we travel in time or not. I don't think they are anyway. Do you, what do you reckon? Well, I've got absolutely no idea, Frank. Well, well <laughs> so uh, basically um, neither of us know what we're talking about and we're just talking nonsense. But it's been fun over the last three years to be talking nonsense with you, Claude. I'll be honest with you, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you, Frank. Yeah, I, I think it's been a lot of fun as well. Thank you. A couple more ideas. Um, well... Here's one that, again, I just wrote it down. I don't understand what it means. Join the dots puzzles, but in real life. <laughs> what did I mean by that? Join the dots puzzles, but in real life. I don't understand that at all. Uh, the 3D printing guy, this is a character that I'm going to be working on. Uh, 3D printing guy. He's uh, one of those people who got really excited about the idea of 3D printing when the concept was first kind of batted about a few years back. He's taken it too far. He thinks you can just 3D print everything now. He's crossing his fingers and he's thinking to himself, ah, in a couple of years' time, I'll just be able to 3D print my own girlfriend. Well, you joke. But, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it is. I am joking, yes, I am joking. Well, you joke, but I think that actually will happen. What, you're, you'll be able to 3D print your own girlfriend? Yeah, for people who haven't got a girlfriend, you can 3D print one. That's what I'm hoping for. You basically are this character, Claude, aren't you? You've just, well, uh, you know, um, you're never too old to uh, fall in love. And uh, I think if I could 3D print my own girlfriend, then um, that would uh, solve a lot of my problems, I think. Well, well there you go. Well, well, you know, in that case, I, I'm just going to call you 3D printing guy now, you know. And um, in that case, 3D printing guy, I do hope you get to your wish. Well, what should we do now? Should we have another tune, as you call them? Well, well what? 
as you call them, what what do you call them? Well, maybe I I call it a piece of music or a song, or I'll specify what type of music it is. You know, that's what I like to do. All right, okay, well, whatever, Claude. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Um, let's have a tune, as you say, and uh, yeah, um, then we can come back and see what happens after that, shall we? Yeah, we'll see what happens after that. The most bizarre, inexplicable and frankly sociopathic display of unprofessionalism Frankly sociopathic Frankly sociopathic Yeah, it's a banger, isn't it? Frankly sociopathic Yeah, it's a banger, isn't it? Unprofessionalism Unprofessionalism Unprofessionalism. It's a persona talking, you absolute tool. There's no need for that. Boy, of course right. it's a persona talking. I wouldn't talk to you like this normally, would I? Unprofessionalism. Absolute tool. Unprofessionalism. Absolute tool. Unprofessionalism. Absolute tool. The most bizarre, inexplicable and frankly sociopathic display of unprofessionalism. Frankly sociopathic. Frankly sociopathic. Absolute tool.
I like that one, Frank. It's very good, that one. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, it is very good. I'm, I'm playing, you know, last uh, last episode, I'm just playing just some of the best music that I can get my hands on, really. So, yeah, I'm glad that you like that, Claude. What's it called? Oh, let's not go into that. It's in the show notes. The details are in the show notes. Let's not, let's not start that again. It, it also struck me while we were listening to that that you could use that as the basis for one of your funny little remixes. Uh, yeah, it's true, yeah, good, good idea. I'll stick something in post-production and, uh, yeah, see what I can rustle up. I do enjoy doing the funny little remixes, as you call them. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to knock that on the head as well. Another thing that I'm going to have to knock right on the head and not do again. That's a shame, isn't it? I will do that. I'll stick that in. I, you see, I do edit this show. I didn't say you didn't edit the show, Frank. Why do you keep suggesting that people don't believe that you edit? don't know. It's just uh, I'm just being defensive because, you know, perhaps some might think that uh, this is like a haphazardly slapped oh, together no, 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 bit of no, stuff. No, no, I actually no. put a lot of work into it, believe it or not. But I, I, I agree. I, I, um, I know that you do. So, you know, no one is saying that you don't. Well, what about, you know, the haters? <laughs> the haters? <laughs> the haters? Yeah, yeah, the haters. What are the haters saying? I don't think you've got any haters, have you? Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just like, I like the concept of there being like a whole group of people out there who hate, specifically hate me. I like that idea. Maybe really? if um, we're able to get, you know, not... Obviously, Ragbag's had its time, but with this new show, Ragbag Presents, maybe we can get it to be, you know, a bit more commercially successful, and then maybe we can get our own haters. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. What do you want haters for? It's a measure of your success if you've got people hating on you, isn't it? You know, it's it's nice that you know everyone who's listened to the show likes it. So I must be doing something right, but also I must be doing something wrong if I've got no haters. That doesn't quite add up, Frank. I don't think. It, I think you should just have people who like the show. You know, uh, maybe I'm just too good, man. Yeah, maybe you're just too good. Maybe you're just too good. Maybe I am. Yeah. Talking of haters. <laughs> oh no! Nice I segue. know what's coming. I know what's coming. We have one final guest appearance on the show. I wonder who it is. Yeah, I wonder who it is as well. Let's. We don't need a big build-up to play Steve's message. Okay, let's just play. It is the one. Oh, get on with it. And only. Thank God. <laughs> Sycamore Steve. Here he is. You're gonna die, Frank. You're gonna die at my hand. You're gonna. Die. I'm gonna kill you. There you go. a death threat for you. Um, congratulations on 100 episodes. You, you've uh, it's a fine achievement. Uh, your uncle Claude got in touch with me, and I thought I'd. Uh, I'd send you a nice little message saying congratulations. Uh, you know, um, apologies for the way that this message started out. Maybe I started it on a, on a bump note, so to speak. But, you know, it is true I am going to kill you. I do fully intend to do that. So if there's any police listening, you still haven't caught me yet, have you? So you're absolutely f***ing useless as far as I'm concerned. A bit like Frank himself. So, well done, you scumbag. All the best for the future, what's left of it. I bet you thought you'd heard the last of me, didn't you? I bet you thought you had heard the last of Stephen Schiffer. But no, it is not over. Not by a long chalk.
what, what do you make of that, Claude? <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're taking that in good spirits, Frank, and I do apologise for having played it. That's all right. Uh, because all uh, right. Well, I thought I'd better play it because Steve sent it to me. I, I, don't, I don't know why I played it, to be honest with you. Well, you did say there was going to be a death threat, and, the, and there was. You, you were as good as your word with that. I am very concerned about that thing that he said at the end. What does he mean? Not by a long chalk. He sounded like he was implying something there. Well, he probably was. He was probably implying that he's going to kill me in some weird way involving chalk. I think he was be trying to be clever in his own mind. Why was he barking like a dog at the start? I think he's barking mad, Frank. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And you're absolutely right. He is. But I, I, think, he needs, I think he needs some psychiatric help, really. I, I do worry about... Uh, Sycamore Steve. You should be worried for yourself, Frank. As a matter of fact, I'm very concerned that this man is threatening you in this way. I, I will be forwarding this recording on to the uh, local constabulary, and I do hope that they do something about this man. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Be a shame if he went to jail. He probably wouldn't get on very well there. He'd probably be even more unhappy than he is now. I think he needs to... Uh, they should send him on a holiday or something. That's very generous of you, Frank, to be honest. Uh, well, I think that's what he needs. I think he just needs to have a break from it all. I mean, he can't go abroad because he, you know, he's a wanted man. He's on the run from the cops. So he can't use his passport, can he? Well, I don't suppose so, no. Well, he's done a pretty shoddy job of finding him in the first place. So Right, yeah, that is true. Yeah, he probably can use his passport. I don't think anyone cares. There you go. <laughs> Law enforcement, everyone. Law enforcement. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad that we got Sycamore Steve uh, out of the way, Claude, and we can move on. Well, not quite, actually, Frank. <laughs> do you mean not quite? You just played it. What, what, is he here? Don't tell me he's here. He's not here. Good. I don't him turning up with a... Imagine that if he was hiding in the kitchen cupboard with a rifle. That'd be a great end to the show, actually. I think that... I don't think it would be a great end to the show, Frank. Well, it'd be dramatic. Get a few more downloads. It was an actual death on here, don't you think? Well, yeah, maybe, but um, I don't want—I don't want that to actually literally happen. Going out with a bang. Anyway, um, the thing is, I say it's not the end yet because um, you sent me that recording, but you just said um, later that same day I've got another one. Do you want to hear the other one? No. <laughs> uh, you might. Uh, I'm. I'm intrigued, though. I'm intrigued. So play it and uh, we'll see we'll see what else he has to say i can't imagine if he's got anything else to say he's probably just going to reiterate the thing that he said isn't he maybe maybe oh <laughs> there's more than that is there sort of yeah oh well, i am quite intrigued now so well all right let, let's play this and see what sycamore steve has to say for himself for what is hopefully the final time One last thing, Frank. One last thing that I forgot to mention. I can play the piano. I've been keeping it under my hat. You know, we recorded them songs together. And, and you took it upon yourself to just kind of record yourself playing Uncle Claude's keyboard. with banging on the keys. Randomly banging on the keys. That was very entertaining. And I, I, I found that quite amusing myself because I actually can play the piano. I'm not world class like Uncle Claude claims to be, but I actually am a pretty competent pianist. And I just chose not to tell you when we were recording those songs. 
and I am going to be using my piano skills for the musical, the stage musical that I'm going to be putting together, which you are not going to be part of, my friend. You blew it when you broke up the band. You absolutely blew it. But that's a conversation for another day. Sycamore Steve the musical. It's going to be an absolute, it's going to be a West End hit, my friend. Anyway, just to uh, send you off in style, I'll put together a little piece of music for you, right? A little piece of music to send you off. You know, we had some good times, me and you. Some good times. Two men in the prime of their lives. In years to come, they will call us the Golden Boys. And that's why I've put together this piece of music especially for you. Here we have it. You're an insufferable t What the f***ing hell do you think you're looking at? 100% true, you're a and a whole lot more And if you threw a party And invited every c**t you knew You would see I would be turn your eyes be pink And then God attached would say You're an insufferable c**t I told you, I told you, didn't I? Wah, 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 wah. I told you, I told you I could play the piano. I think you'll find I'm a dab hand at it. He's <laughs> getting very good at this evil laugh thing, isn't he? That's very good of him. Um, I like that. Um, <laughs> so it's. <laughs> He actually can play the pit well. There, there we go. Yeah. What does he mean that thing with the I'm a dab hand and then he laughed at it? it sounded like he was employing something else. Well, it's just again, he's probably going to kill me in some wild and inventive way, probably involving the dabbing of hands. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's mad. He's bark, literally barking mad. So um, I don't want to dwell on on Steve any further. I'll be honest with you. Let's move on. Someone else cook a spell for breakfast, pray for me to leave. 
watching as an entire cup of boiling coffee's brewing. But I want to touch you, but I want to help you know yourself. Traumatize you for your health as you gather up your stuff and turn around to make the bed. Before you go, there's a shadow just passing through your window. It's following behind you, and nobody minds you. Crawling in its mouth to escape the crows that bind you. Everyone's in love with you, and no one wants to find you. Staring at a hardwood floor, I'm sure if something's wrong. If something's wrong. Well, we really are coming towards the end of the show now, Claudie boy. And um, I think that um, it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you for coming along for the ride. You're welcome. There's a couple of songs that I wanted to play at the end. A couple of bittersweet songs. I wanted to end on a bittersweet note because uh, it's, uh, it's sad that uh, the show is ending. But also it's quite good that the show is ending as well because yeah, it's moving on to Pastures New and all that sort of thing. 
So uh, a bittersweet note would be a good one to end on. And it would also be good to end on a couple of songs by a man who I consider to be one of the all-time greats and really is a huge hero of mine and a huge influence. And I love him, Herman Dune. So, um, so I went into lots of detail about the reasons for playing these two particular songs. I'm not going to reiterate it all now. If you want to listen to episode 99, which is Ragbag's Fourth Wall Part 4, which is, what's oh, always Ragbag's Fourth Wall, Malarkey Frank? Oh, I see. Yeah, Claude hasn't heard these ones yet, because as we're recording this now, I haven't put out the Ragbag's Fourth Wall business. Anyway, I'll tell you about it. Okay, I'll tell you about it. So it's quite it's quite clever, actually. What I did was I uh, put together a four-part uh, series called Ragbag's Fourth Wall, in which I pretended that everything that has happened in this podcast has been a work of fiction and that my memoirs are a work of fiction as well. So the books, the ragbag books are all just kind of uh, made up stories. Everything that's happened in the show has been made up and I've played the role of this uh, this writer who also happens to be called Frank Burton and has got my face and my voice and it kind of is me. But uh, he has a different life. I, I pretended that I've, I've got a, a wife and children and, and stuff like that. And I mentioned them. What are you playing at, Frank? I don't understand. Well, I just thought it'd be interesting. Uh, interesting and kind of meta and weird if I made these, uh, this kind of documentary, if you want to call it that, about the making of Ragbag. I thought it'd be a good thing to do. And I kind of talked about some of my favourite music in the last one. And mention these two songs by Herman Dune that I'm going to play. But hang on a minute, Frank. What's that? You're talking about things being fictional. I don't really understand. Well, I actually even said that you weren't a real person, Claude. What do you mean? I said, <laughs> I said that um, you know uh, Claude and Steve and all, all the kind of characters like that who've appeared on the show are, well, it sounds are not like you're real playing people. Games with people's lives. And, yeah, it's quite convincing that they're not real people actually, because you know Steve doesn't seem like a real person, does he? Well, no, but I am. I, I, Steve is as well, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that, that's just what I said. That's, Who am I then if I don't exist? Well, <laughs> I, 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 I claim that it was me doing both the voices. Which means you doing both the voices. It's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> I don't sign anything like you. Well, I know you don't. That, that's, that's, uh, well, I, I can do your voice, though. Can you? Yeah, I do it when I, do, I, when I record the audiobooks. The everything I am getting away with it. You're in them, and I and I do a copy of your voice. I do my impression of you. It sounds just like you. Does it? Go on then, do it. Oh, but I can't do it now. It will sound weird. What? I don't believe that you can do my voice. Okay, it kind of like it goes off in the You see, I I just did that. I don't sound anything like me. That's what I talk like. <laughs> don't don't start don't start that again. Um, anyway, when, when I'm on the podcast, you and me cut each other off and talk yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah. and sing songs together. How do you actually manage that if you're doing both the voices? Doesn't make any sense. Well, I just claimed that it was down to my editing skills. I just edited it all together. Oh, and a likely story. Well, you're you're good at editing. You're not that good. Thanks, thanks. I take that compliment. Yeah. I, I knew I knew you're one of the haters, Claude. I knew you're one of the haters who doesn't think that I edit. I, I didn't say that. I said you're good at editing. Yeah, you said I'm not that good. I could do it if I wanted to. I could make it sound like I could just 
I could just sack you off, mate. I could do both of the voices. I wouldn't need you then, would I? <laughs> I wouldn't need you at all. It's every day. Oh, I just like the idea of an Do that, hasn't it? It has tickled me. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Well, oh dear. <laughs> Claude's having some kind of breakdown here, but um, I was telling you about these two songs that I'm going to play, right? So, last two songs I'm ever going to play on Ragbag. So, this is quite a momentous moment. I've chosen these two because of, like I said, the bittersweet quality, and also I just think they're amazing songs that so well performed and well written and just just beautiful beautiful pieces of work and great works of entertainment also and uh the thing that they have in common is that they're both tribute songs so the first one is song for lou which is herman dune's tribute to lou reed um written shortly after the death of lou reed and um the other one is a tribute to david berman of the silver jews and um, that song is called green cassette so I'm going to play them both. Like I say, I go into lots and lots of detail about why these songs are really good in uh, episode 99. So if you want to listen to that, yeah, if you like the sound of these two songs, then you can get my take on them, if you like, by listening to that. And also I talk about a lot of other stuff on that episode as well. A lot of other music that I like. Because uh, we're moving on from the music thing, but it doesn't mean that I still don't love music, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a bittersweet moment, Frank, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'd very much like to hear the, uh, the songs myself, so uh, fire away! Sometimes I think my favourite guitarist is Buddy Holly Most days I realise there's no one on earth like Chuck Berry but if I gotta be honest And say who taught me Everything I know about guitar Man, I gotta say Louie One minute you could bump into him Down in New York City Ordering an everything bagel For his wife, Lori And next thing you know He's just a name down in history Like Robert Johnson Like Miles Davis Or the Carter family And it's strange to miss a person That you never knew I'm gonna miss his voice And his guitar too I love him so low And I love you I love all of his songs Baby, I love Lou And now it's hard to realize That he is really gone Although you might say that I Never met the man Not in person But I remember the last time The last time that he played my town I could have gone but I guess I was busy, and man, I turned it down. Well, maybe he was playing the raven 
or some experimental drone. But for some reason, I decided that I was gonna stay home. I said I will catch him next time. Next time that he plays real songs, and now I know I should have gone. I know how I was wrong, and it's strange to miss a person that you never knew. I'm gonna miss his voice and his guitar too. I love him solo. Baby, I love Lou. Now some say he was mean, and some say he was crazy. I remember reading nasty things about him in the book. Please kill me. I guess maybe you gotta have a part of you that is creepy. Some demons to overcome to write so beautifully. Well, some say he got electric shocks and all. Well, he sure never tried to fit in any box at all. Well, man, I'm not an expert when it comes to musical talks at all. There's just one thing that I know for sure: Lou Reed was rock and roll, and it's strange. To miss a person that you never knew, I'm gonna miss his voice and his guitar too. I love him solo, and I love you. I love all of his songs, baby. I love Lou. I love all. Of his songs, baby, I love Lou. I love all of his songs, baby, I love Lou. All right, let's finish this record, and we'll end with a song called "Green Cassette" that I wrote for David Berman. Staring at the green cassette, looking back at me from the deck of my Volvo from 1992. That's the year when I first heard about you in the record store bin that said brand new. It was a seven-inch buyer, silver Jew. The sound was worse than anything I knew, but I dug the voice and the lyrics rang true. Oh, wayward son, now I can't listen to you. Just ain't no fun because the green turned to blue. And then I read your book of poetry. There was a lot in there that was hard to understand for me. But I remember the light in the Coca-Cola, the snowman and a dream in Coahoma. Oh, wayward son, now I can't listen to you. It just ain't no fun because the dream. Turn to blue, 
And then we got to hang in Tennessee When Cassie made you come see me I said I'd love your song since I was in high school You said you danced to mine and I thought that was cool I love slow education and candy jail Trains across the sea and purple mountains I was hoping that I could call your friend Wanted to meet my girl but I know that's the end Just ain't no fun because the end so blue. Oh, we were song. Now I can't listen to you. It just ain't no fun. And the end so And that's it. It's all over. What? What? Great songs, yeah. Great, beautiful songs, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it actually brought brought a bit of a tear to my eye that last one, you know. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah, it's it's a very moving song that one. It's it's a it's a very nice, it's such a nice tribute song as well. Anyway, I, I like I say, I've gone on about it at great length in um, episode ninety nine. So there you have it. That's it. That's the end of the show. <laughs> I know it's a bit of an anti-climax now, just us kind of sitting around talking, isn't it? Well, you say anti-climax, Frank, but... <laughs> no, it's not another person, is there? Who else have you got? Don't tell me there's a third message from Sycamore Steve. I actually will chop my own head off if that is the case. There is no more messages from anybody else apart from my good self, Frank. Oh, you've, uh, you've prepared something, have you? Oh, I've prepared something, all right. Oh, I've prepared something big. Now, we're going to have to move into a living room for this. Oh, are we? <laughs> are you sure Steve isn't in there? Because I, I don't really want to be murdered. I promise you there is no other person in this house apart from you and I. All right, OK. Uh, are you going to murder me in the living room? Why do we have to go in the living room? You'll see. You'll see. Just get, pick up the old thing there. Oh, I've got to carry the microphone and the laptop and that, haven't I? Well, yeah, OK. You just kind of shuffle on through there and I'll get this. This thing, let's get it going. Oh, God, moving the equipment is—it's uh—it's stressful. This Claude, <laughs> stressful. I hope it's gonna um, I hope it's gonna be good. Whatever it is. Oh, fine. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <coughs> okay, right here we are. Here we are, listeners, in the living room. And uh, as far as I can see, there is nothing here. Apart from the piano, Frank. <laughs> Oh, okay, the piano. What have we got here? We got a song. Oh, we're going to sing a song together again. <laughs> well, um, I actually quite enjoyed that last one we did in the end. We did the Ivan Novello song uh, this time last year, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's a very nice song. That yeah, we'll gather lilacs. The Ivan Novello song. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, we're going to do the same thing again, but not with a different song. Well, which song are we going to do, Claude? Well. Take a look. We've got the sheet music right here. Ah, ah, You have surpassed yourself, my friend. I love this one. Absolutely love it. And this is this is the definition of bittersweet. This is the most bittersweet song that you could um, that you could ever have. I think so. Well done, extra extraordinarily well with this. And it's a song about endings and uh, possibly new beginnings. Maybe I don't know. Would you care to tell our listeners what the song is, Frank? 
Uh, it's a song called If You Go Away. Now, I, I, um, I'm very much familiar with the Scott Walker version of this song. I know that lots and lots of other artists have done this. Oh, yeah, all the greats have done this. Sinatra's done it. Uh, Dusty Springfield's done it. Uh, Barbara Streisand's done it. Loads of people have done it. Yeah, it's, a, it's an absolutely brilliant song. I really, really love it. And um, uh, thank you, Claude, for... Um, for for doing this for me and springing this surprise on me like this it's uh it's been um it's been great um you know just uh you know i uh, i uh i make fun of you sometimes claw but uh just i'd i'd like to take this opportunity to say that um <coughs> to say what I, I don't know i've forgotten now let let's sing the song let's sing the song what is this here we go if you go away performed by claude burton and Frank Burton. Oh, it's great lyrics as well, just reading the words, man. Be quiet. Sorry. If you go away on this summer day, you might as well take the sun away. All the birds that flew in the summer sky When our love was new and our hearts were high And the day was young and the night was long And the moon stood still for the night bird's song If you go away, if you go away, if you go away Sing it, Frank. But if you stay, I'll make you a day like no day has been or will be again. We'll sail on the sun, we'll ride on the rain and talk to the trees and worship the winds. Then if you go, I'll understand Leave me just enough love to fill up my hand If you go away, if you go away, if you go away Hit it, Claudie! World-class penis, ladies and gentlemen. World-class... I said pianist. World-class pianist. Hit it. Oh, I'm hitting it. He's good, isn't he? He's good. Right, join me on the next bit, man. Okay. But if you stay, I'll make you a night Like no night has been or will be again I'll sail on your smile, I'll guide on your touch I'll talk to your eyes that I love so much But if you go, I won't cry 
for the good is gone from the word goodbye. If you go away, if you go away, if you go away. If you go away It's the end Can I say it? Yeah, you can say it Thank you for listening He's always wanting to say that Oh, I have, I have, yeah Thank you very much Listen, everyone, watch out for the new podcast which will be coming next year Hopefully in the early part of next year. We'll see how long it takes for us to whack it all together. But uh, thank you for listening over the last three years. It's been a wonderful experience. I've had a great time. I hope that you have as well. And um, shall I plug my website? (laughs) What the hell? Frankburton.co.uk to be. It actually does.